Hi, I'm Jenny Lee Hodgins. Welcome to Your Creative Chord Podcast. If you're new to YCC, here you'll get empowering strategies for nurturing creativity and inspiration. Could you use some help learning the art of prioritization and focus to achieve your goals? Get Team YCC's free checklist on how to prioritize for best results when you join Team YCC at yourcreativecord.com forward slash sign up here. That's yourcreativecord, C-H-O-R-D, yourcreativecord.com forward slash sign up here. Today's podcast features incredibly gifted pyrography artist Amanda Packard, also known as the Phoenix Quill. This is part two of my chat with the artist. If you missed the first part, please check out the link below this podcast. In the first episode, we took a step-by-step walkthrough of the artist's creative process, the tools essential for her pyrography art, and how her unusually repressed background became a catalyst for creativity. We talked about Packard's wonderful role models, the fortune and impact of positive mentors, and how these experiences become lifelong memories to form the tapestry of an artist's vision. In today's episode, Packard shares more personally and universally into how her art path began, what led her to create, and what inspires her art. We discuss women empowerment through creativity, how Packard's personal journey became the catalyst for her feminine, free, women-based characters in her art, the emotional benefits of being in touch with the artist within, and Packard's percolating interest in aligning her art to help domestic violence victims. You can read the blog summary at the link below this podcast. Describe your strengths as a creator. My greatest strength, according to me. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm asking, so it's okay. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Would be details. Mm, Uh, The details, the devil's in the details. Yeah. It's tedious work and it's, it's, uh, it can kind of get to you after a while. First of all, it's number one, it's the part that I love the most. It's the small, intricate, tedious things. It's like, it's, it's such an outlet for me for some reason. I want to get this right. I want to do this right. You know, a little OCDness. I like it. <laughs> yes, yes, I think so. I'm, I'm like Absolutely. <laughs> and but what I've found too is is you know with the small things as you're building the small things before your own eyes you're just seeing this larger image emerge. Mm. And it's just it's a wonderful way to look at the art and watch it you know come to life. Kind of morphs right in front in. of you. Yeah. Oh yeah, it does. The details just really are the difference between, you know, it's, oh, it's a great piece of art or, oh, that's alive. That, that is speaking and that's what that is. And, you know, some people use color to do that. Other people, I mean, there's different ways you can Mm -hmm. achieve that. But with me, it's always been uh, detailed work. Oh, absolutely. That's Mm -hmm. very nice. I like that. (laughs) I like that. I can see that too. Just looking at your pieces, you can see that behind it. It does make Mm -hmm. it stand out. I will say that. Do you have resources that you regularly use as a creator? Well, you would. Yeah, you know, you have detail. to get it from somewhere. <laughs> you know, you have to get it from somewhere. I, I try. I try to find wood that's already, you know, kind of uh, repurposed. I, I like to try to repurpose wood mm. if I can. 
if there's a way to do that, if someone, hey, uh, we've cut this tree down, this yeah. and that, I like to try to do that. That is another uh, thing of being out in nature as well, is finding these little uh, trinkets of you know, oh, this would make a neat little wand because I've done wands before. Oh, too, nice. So. Yeah, that's yeah, the big yeah. thing now. Uh-huh, <laughs> Harry <it> Potter. Sure <laughs> is. Absolutely. So that, you know, that's another um, really neat thing. You can just find stuff in nature and use it if it's on the ground. My mother-in-law lives in a wooded area and she's constantly having branches fall, trees fall, different things yeah, like that. Yeah. And my husband will just you know, she's, she's really good with identifying too. So wow. she'll tell us what type of wood it is. Wow, and what, how what fortunate for your art. <laughs> Absolutely right. It's, it's wonderful. It's and it's wonderful. also helpful because you're using repurposed wood, as you said, you're just taking what's mm-hmm. already, you're not cutting anything down. You're using what's mm-hmm. already there. And that makes me yes. want to promote your art even more for the, for the sake of the environment. <laughs> we try to do that as much as possible. There's just something uh, what's the word? Visceral, maybe. Mm-hmm. You, you're working with those things from the earth right. and the ground. Organic. And just so organic, and, yeah. Yes, yes. And it just it just feels real. It's so, it's a connection, really you know, is. with nature yeah. and different things. I love that. Wonderful. So. Are there any other resources that, when I say resources, you know, like some writers that I talk to, there are certain books or certain authors or as composers, we go to certain tutorials that we find on YouTube sometimes for specific, uh, is there anything like not a tool necessarily, but in any other resources that you'd regularly use? Well, you or? know, absolutely. That's, uh, yes. The <laughs> Instagram, where oh, yeah. I'm on Instagram, yeah, yeah. there is a whole community of, I guess you would call them pyrographers. Okay. And we've got our own little wood-burning community there on Instagram. Oh. And we just draw from each other yeah. so, so much. And and we kind of have a, a um, mantra between us and we say community over competition love it so oh yeah we'll throw things out there and bounce ideas off of each other i've done um some swaps with some artists um what does that mean yeah swaps well um i recently just uh had the pleasure of doing one um with a fellow artist that i have known through instagram and the way that we set it up, I love her work and she loves my work. And so we kind of just asked some questions. Well, what, what's your favorite any subject? What do you like? Things like that. And we decided to surprise each other with a piece of art. Oh, So, yeah, I, uh, of course, she, she likes the gnomes, but she loves um, ravens as well. Mm. And so I did a little gnome on a raven and... <laughs> um, Uh, Yeah, and then she did uh, this lovely, wonderful piece. It's a um, like a skull piece, a very natural piece with flowers around it, and it was beautiful. And so it was really exciting. And you just exchanged it, or oh yeah, yeah. We we I mailed mine, she mailed hers, and isn't um, that neat? Wow. Not sure. We may have even gotten them on the same day, but it was just neat <laughs> to to open that up and be like, wow, it's so cool. Not only that, but then I can study her work right. and see how right. she gets her designs and she can study mine. And I've done that before. I think I've done um, 
there was an ornament swap I did with another artist as well. And it's, it's a lot of fun. It I is. really love doing that. And I try to ask people from time to time, hey, I know it's busy. I know we're all busy, but wouldn't you like to do this? <laughs> yes. And you know, <laughs> so that, that's been fun. That's wonderful. And that is definitely one of the biggest ways that creative professionals improve themselves is by watching and learning and, and, and interacting with other artists to see what they do. And you did that from the time you were four because you were watching your mother's process, right. you know, painting on a canvas. Absolutely. So that's so exciting. And, and to have that community is a huge thing, too. That I love the mantra community over competition because I really feel there's so much room for artists. There's room for everyone because we're all so unique and we can learn from each other that way. Oh, absolutely. I didn't know there was a whole community of pyrographic artists oh, yes. that, that do and that. We've all kind of just gravitated to each other. All and right. it's nice because, um, you know, we'll just, it, the, we ask questions all the time. Somebody says, hey, you know, we'll present with a problem they have or and, and you'll get 10 different answers. It's really, really, it's really uh, great. a neat thing. Very Absolutely. helpful. Yeah, I love that. Are there any specific things you do consistently to nurture your skills? Well, you just mentioned that that's a big one, interacting with other creators. But is there anything else you do to keep your chops up <laughs> as a creator? Right. Well, I also try to keep up with different styles, um, different genres. I like to look at different uh, subjects that people do, like you know, I'm I, abstract, you know, I'll, I'll dive into abstract art and just look and see, you know, what are, how people may come about their processes to create this or create that. And I just like to keep my mind open to mm -hmm. as many different styles and, um, you know, subjects and genres as I, as I can, um, because I feel I'm a, I'm a bit eclectic and just kind of pull mm -hmm. and draw from everything. I can see that. Yeah. And it's so great that you keep up with different styles and genres to keep your mind open to do other things oh, yourself. Yes. We're going to get on something a little bit more, uh, I don't know, I guess, somber. <laughs> do you feel that <laughs> being a woman has any influence on your creative process? You know, um, it absolutely does. For me, I think it's a bit reversed. Because the influence comes from the creativity as me being a woman. I have the influences of creativity in my role as a wife, a mother, a uh, daughter, a friend, right, right. and these things. Um, as far as being a woman having influence on the creative process, reversing that, yes, I would say that would be the case as well, um, just because uh, the community that I spoke of before, the mm -hmm. religious place mm -hmm. that I was a part of. Women were second class citizens there. Mm. It was it was um, you know, you were to be subservient. How on earth did you get into that? Truth be told, it was from a, a previous marriage and things had been going bad and it it was a volatile marriage and the church was, you know, the savior there and, and brought us in and then I felt incredibly indebted for right. certain reasons and then, you know, after so long, I just wanted things to be better in the home life. And mm. it just kind of drew me in. And, you know, I look back on that and I think, you know, I'm an intelligent person. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm reasonably intelligent. Right. You know, this, how does this happen right. to someone? Well, it is, it is based emotionally. A lot of it is right. and that vulnerability. If you're, 
you know, in trouble or you need help or this or that. You know, there's lots of reasons people want to come into that. And I think a lot of women get, it's just society and culture has kind of mm, trained women to think that they have to look at things that way versus right. men. You know, men aren't, men don't think that they have to go to people for help. You know, You're right. They get what they want. <laughs> they don't exactly. even think about it. <laughs> like, That's no, exactly no offense to men, but you know, right. <laughs> we're raised right. differently. No, but that is completely true. Mm. And that, you know, that is the case there. And of course, you know, just um, feeling like I had to do something about it mm-hmm. because, you know, what I could do in my power to make things better in our home life mm. to, you know, make these volatile volatile things that were going on and I, you know, thinking and believing in my mind, well, if I just pray more, if I just, if I'm just better, if I just be better, if I could just be better, well, no, it doesn't work Mm -hmm. that way. And the reason it doesn't is because I cannot change the will of another person, correct, man, woman, child. And, you know, that was a hard lesson for me to have to learn. But, you know, but boy, you learned it. You learned it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, you know, I can't have it, you know, to be in vain. When I say it was frightening, it really was, you know, we, I pulled my three children from that place. And I mean, we were were threatened. We, Mm. you know, wow. You know, if you take your kids away, you know, I had a dream and I'm a prophet. I had a dream that they're going to die in a flood and blah, blah, blah. And just saying all these, it was just crazy. It was very oppressive and and abusive and trying to control you basically. Absolutely. It was highly, highly, strictly patriarchal. And, you know, women, if, if they were perceived as misbehaving or dressing a certain way and you cause another per, a man to, to do something wrong you by cause. the way you're dressed <laughs> or, or the way you, oh, yes, oh, yes, it's your fault. It's not his, wow. it's yours. We wonder why we women are so sensitive and question ourselves and hold ourselves back so much. Obviously, you were in a pretty extreme situation in a religious, basically a cult, a cult-like religion, but a yes. lot of religions are like that culture otherwise yes. because it is it does come from dare i say a patriarchal kind of um structure right correct i wonder how much of your being a woman influences your creative process do you and you talked about this earlier about being in that 10 year very dark challenging situation and then having the guts to get up and get out and take your three children with you which i didn't know you had mm-hmm. at the time that took mm-hmm. incredible courage and i'm sure you were I would guess the whole time walking fearfully out of it because you knew the re- the repercussions of all the the way that people were responding but then you talked about when you got into your creativity some of it is and maybe you're still doing this you feel that you don't want it to be in vain so you're giving your all to your to your art because you had that in you. It was suppressed for so long, and now it has the chance to come out. Do you think your being a woman has is influencing somehow when you're doing your art? Does that at all come to mind? Absolutely, it does, because it's my outlet to uh, imaginary freedom or freedom within my imagination. Right. Because that's all I had for so long was it was just in my imagination of, oh, wouldn't this be nice? Wouldn't this be great? And I, you know, it, it's there. It's sleeping right. within me. And they didn't want that out. They didn't want you to have that. No. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. 
Yeah, that was just prohibited. That's forbidden. Radical. And, and wow. you know, yeah, it was it. And I, I mm. honestly, you know, um, I would label that as a cult. I've yeah. done many, many studies of uh, uh, since I've left there. Yeah. And I, I really do believe mm. that it is a cult like mentality there. It sounds like and, it to me. <laughs> and sad and sad because, you know, there are people that I love that are still there, you know, women that I love that are still there. And, but also I do know, I get feedback every once in a while. They see what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. They see the artwork. You're giving them hope. (laughs) You asked, you know, has being a woman had any influence? Of course, you know, if you look at some of the pieces that I've done, the subject is a feminine figure of some sort. Mm-hmm. I yeah. want to completely just give the essence of a free woman and what that feels like mm, okay. to be a free woman, especially with, you know, one of the fairy ones I think I, I sent to you. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. just, there's something flowing about that and yeah. something peaceful about that. Very and feminine. I, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I do love that. So it does pop up in a lot of my work. Lovely. Uh, it's just mm-hmm. it, that's so hopeful to I'm just going to stop there. <laughs> you said it all. <laughs> You're out of that situation and you've been thriving and creating more and more um, artistic works and doing lots of more shows and things. And I know you've got some shows coming up and we'll we'll put some links at the bottom of this so people know where they can find it, find your art and mm-hmm. where your shows are. But do you feel that being a woman has disadvantages in regard to creative opportunities now that you're out in you know away from that religious obviously it was a disadvantage there but now where sure. you are now do you feel like being a woman has any disadvantages in regard to creative opportunities I've not noticed yet I've not everything that I've really endeavored to you know I I feel like it's been respected and accepted I've not come across you know of course this is coming from a place of very severe oppression. Right. So, right. You know, it (laughs) could just be my perspective that sees it differently. Right. Right. But nothing that I can recall as of right now, you know, being wonderful. So far, so good. (laughs) Right. So far, so good. That's a good way to say that. Yes. That's wonderful. And I hope that continues. And, and we have more and more opportunities for more and more women artists as just the norm with no barriers whatsoever. Absolutely. That's me on my soapbox. Okay. What what <laughs> positively influences your creativity? A clear vision, having mm. a clear vision. The reason I say that is when I really have a good vision of where I want to go with a project, mm. I get so excited and the excitement just bubbles up in me and it, it just drives me to want to do my best with it and to want to move forward with it. It's not something I want to procrastinate or sit on for a while. That's nice. So yeah. when my vision is clear and I really know where I want to go with something, that excitement cannot be stopped. stopped. Right. It, it's right. just, it's wonderful. What do you do to get clear vision? You know, like I said, with when it starts with the idea it's just rolling that around for a while. Okay. Sometimes it just comes out of nowhere and I'm like, Oh, that would be a great idea. Let me, let me just get started right away. Sometimes so it you takes reflect time. on it. Yeah. But I do once, you know, I really get a 
a good sense of where I, the direction I want to go and exactly what I want to accomplish with it, uh, that honestly is when the excitement mm-hmm. kicks in. And then I'm excited through the whole project. That's great. I just cannot wait. And yeah, that's a good positive influence for me. It ignites it, the process, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. What gets in the way? What hinders your creative flow? I would say just um, home drum of life. Stress is a big one. If something mm. is stressful or stressing me, worry is worry just seems to to put a halt, screeching halt to yeah. everything creative. Right. Um, so I try to keep those at a min- minimum. The trivial things. It's letting the things go that um, I don't want to get it all, you know, matted up in my hair and worried about it. Right. I just want to let things go and kind of just you know live peacefully as I can. But yeah, if I'm worried about something or something's stressing me, that that really just kind of puts a halt puts on a it. Stop. Yeah. Yeah. It does. Mm-hmm. How do you manage to keep the stresses from getting in the way of your creativity? It all comes hand in it's it's full circle. It's it's getting out in the nature. Okay, there. Yep. You know, like us in and going out with my husband yeah. and, and he and I, he's wonderful. You know, he's like this philosopher. He thinks these really deep thoughts and we <laughs> have these wonderful, deep conversations. Wonderful. And it's, you know, things like that. It, yes. Therapeutic conversations, basically. Yeah. Oh, yes. And self-care through nature and, and with your relationships. That's true that you got to take care of yourself and the people that you you know, that you care for that really takes away that stress and that or at least it cuts it in half when you when you're sharing with others. And I love that you spend time in nature, because that's a huge influence on creativity for pretty much everyone. And the fact that you mm-hmm. do that pretty regularly, and you, mm-hmm. you almost like elevate it to this special thing on a pedestal, it, that really mm-hmm. comes through your art that it really does rejuvenate you, you can see that. Would you like to share anything else about yourself or your creations or anything related that you feel is relevant to know about your creativity or for others that are interested in creating art? There's one thing that I call um, that happens from time to time. I call it time on the shelf. Mm. And time on the shelf is when that creative flow is just not happening. It's the writer's block. It's, right. it's the, oh, it's just not coming. Oh, what am I going to do? What I've noticed with myself personally, I used to beat myself up for that Mm. and be like, why aren't you doing this? You need to get some stuff done. You need to create. You need to. But what I've kind of noticed over time and through life and through, as we discussed before, being at a 10 year, Mm. you know, oppressive situation. Yes. Yes. What I've noticed is that is just as useful. Mm hmm. It's just so crucial to creativity coming back to its flow. It's like an ebb and flow. Yes. So the time on the shelf where you're just living your life and you're just going through the, your, your daily routines and you're getting out and you're doing different things, it doesn't seem like that's creative or has anything to do with creativity. But I have found if I just accept that mm-hmm. and let that be what it is, when I come back and I'm, I come, sometimes it could be a month before I make something else. It could be a week. It could be a few days. You know, it's a different amount of time. Mm-hmm. But when I come back, there's a noticeable difference mm-hmm. in my skills seem a little sharper. My vision is, is clearer. 
after doing that many, many times, I've kind of realized time on the shelf is, is necessary yes. to, to keep that creative flow going. Yes. So it don't beat yourself up. Right. When that happens. Thank you for saying that because I, I, I personally have that same thing. I, I do the same. Oh, why am I not getting all this done? Why am I? And I'm exhausted or I'm overwhelmed and I'm still trying to push myself. And then I stop and I think, what? Whoa. I, I like, I'm going to mm-hmm. use this now time. This is time on the shelf. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that. I'm going to, I'm going to steal mm-hmm. your phrase because really when we as artists get away from the art, it, in some way, our life is absorbing anyway. And, you know, and sometimes even the rest, the the, the not thinking about anything yes. is deeply, uh, as you said, crucial to sparking that creativity. As long as you take a little bit of a break, it literally refreshes all of that. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm 100% in agreement and, and love that the way that you explained that is, is a beautiful way to see that. So thank you for that. I'm sure. What advice would you give someone who'd like to create art? Begin by omitting the word mistake. Mm. Um, because what I've seen with a lot of young artists and people in general who mm-hmm. want to just start out, it's they get frustrated because, oh, I keep making mistakes. I just can't do this. I'm just not cut out for this. Right. And, and it's really learning teaching yourself how to view the word mistake and, you know, and what it means to you. We, a lot of people will take that word mistake and think failure. It is not a failure. Right. It's, you know, it is trial and er error, you know, and that was something as, you know, I said, I've a little OCD in my (laughs) artwork, you know, you want everything to be perfect. (laughs) What I had to learn so I could continue doing this without frustrating myself to death is um, welcome mess ups to welcome all the mess ups. And with wood burning, you know, you mess up, you can't get an eraser out Mm. and erase that thing. So you learn how to solve your own puzzles with that. Mm. Um, You learn how to take the mistake and you put your creativity to you push it a little further and say, OK, how can I make this into something else? Mm-hmm. So, you know, first of all, accepting what you perceive to be a mistake, mistake right. and moving forward anyway and keep going with that. And, you know, um, I it, it's what I would tell if I had students. That's what I would say is, you know, I wish I had my four year old, five year old, fifth grade you know, drawings to show you. I mean, we, we don't start out knowing this stuff. Right. We, it's practice, 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 right. trial and error and being just as, just as okay with the, with the error as you are with the trial and, you know, just accepting it all for what it is. So for someone who really just feels that desire to create, that's what the biggest thing I would say is just um, eliminate the word mistake mm-hmm. and, and accept it for what it is and move forward from it because you, you can learn some really important stuff from mistakes. Love so. that. Love that. Uh-huh. Yes, yes. And my mother, as an artist, has talked about that often. She She's mostly self-taught, but she'll say nothing is a mistake. It's something that you're going to make something else from. You know, mm-hmm. and, and that's in sync with what you're saying. And, you know, you, you don't look at things as mistakes. You look at them as 
something to create something different that you hadn't yet thought of. And I like what you were saying that um, it's an opportunity to solve puzzles and mm -hmm. to take your mistakes and make something new with it. That's kind of pretty much what my mom has always said about things. And real simple example, she painted a, a landscape painting for me years ago and somehow a spot got on it mm. and I was disappointed not being a painter of any sort. <laughs> I was like, it's ruined. What are we going to do? <laughs> and she said, and she said, Oh, here, give that to me. And she made like four little birds flying yeah. you know, in there. Bing, bang, done, solved, you know? <laughs> oh, I love that. I absolutely love that. That's wonderful. <laughs> I just think in, as far as the education and in, in, in our schools and things, what an important tool that is mm, huge. to say, hey, your mistake, it it forces you to think outside of the box. And right. you look at even our our the troubles in our society today, we need out of the box thinkers. Truly. So we need to just promote this and nourish this in our kids. Yes. So yeah, absolutely. That's great. That whole idea of taking failures as not a failure, but like you said, you have to learn to look at mistakes differently. Look at it as a springboard for growth. Mm -hmm. And what are you going to do now? How can you use this to propel mm -hmm. growth and development and something creative? And I love that. And I think more people need this artistic mentality, like you said, in our society. So mm -hmm. we'll be the ones to start. How about that? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Do you have any goals for your creative future? Just to be a continual student for the rest of my life, never stop learning. And just to continue to see my work benefit others in the way it's benefited me. And I've often thought, and this is one of those ideas that's rolling around in my mind that hasn't come into a clear vision yet. But I've often thought of using my art in a way to help domestic violence victims. Love that. And finding ways to maybe use that to help other women. It's just something I toy have toyed around with and I've thought about. And it could be something way, way down the road. But I, I do think about that from mm -hmm. time to time and how I'd like to take it a step further and just make it, you know, since I've experienced some things just helping other women to see that, you know, there are, are lots of ways that we can get through this and that we can solve problems. And because there are a lot of unique problems right. with um, domestic violence and survivors of it. Mm -hmm. So and, yeah, I hope that you will do that because I think your art will have a, a quite a big impact on that and really help awaken people and give them hope for those situations. And I look forward to seeing what you're going to do with that. I, I don't know how that will manifest, but I can see that it clearly could very easily manifest. It's very in sync with your artistic voice, that your, your desire to help people. And from, with your background and having had come up out of that, I think mm -hmm. it, your voice will be even more impactful in that direction. Yes, yes, absolutely. What is one thing <laughs> you've learned about your creative process? I learned a lot of coping skills through my creative process and keeping my mind open to ideas of, of ways to cope with situations that you cannot control. Love that. Also, as a form of escape, you know, sometimes we can't, you know, spend a few thousand dollars and take a vacation to the right. beach. So, you know what, let's just, 
let's get an escape in it other ways. And it's a good way to just kind of take a break from whatever may be stressing you or maybe, you know, getting to you if life's getting, getting hectic or crazy. It's good to stop and just, and that's, it's, I've used it in that way in my life. Yes. And, and then also, um, just instilling some, my, my, my value and and my self-worth and, and in knowing that I do have something to offer the world, that it, it actually can help other people. And when you discover that reason for being, it just changes, life changes into something else. And, and it just, uh, it's a beautiful thing. And I'm so grateful. I'm just so grateful that, you know, I've been able to experience it for what it is and, and that it has been the, the avenue which I've learned so many lessons like that. I really have enjoyed hearing from you because your art is beautiful and very unique and your voice and the way that you just having this, you know, conversation with you really proves to me that the most successful and greatest artists are humble and grateful people and people that want to give to society. And you are definitely one of those kinds of people. I think it, and it really comes through, not just in your voice in this conversation, but also I felt that from your art, you know, I can, you can Mm -hmm. feel the artist's soul, I believe through, through their art. So I'm really hoping that many people will come and check out your stuff. So do you want to tell us where we can find or buy your art? You can find me under the name, the Phoenix Quill. And I am on Facebook under the Phoenix Quill. You can find me on Instagram as well Mm -hmm. under the Phoenix Quill. I do have an Etsy shop. It's not very stocked at the moment. Feel free to go check it out. I've got some prints on there, a couple little things. Also, my website, and that is www.thephoenixquill.net. Yeah, just send out a message. I do commission work. I do have some upcoming shows. If you're in uh, the tri-state area, those are all places that you can find me. Amanda Packard, thank you so much for this incredible conversation. I really enjoyed hearing your creative process and learning about your art, and I can't wait to show people all your stuff. Oh, I, I thank you, Jenny, for the opportunity, and, and I, it's just been wonderful talking to you today. I'd like to sincerely thank artist Amanda Packard, also known as the Phoenix Quill, for sharing her story with your creative cord today. See the links below this podcast to find her on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and her website, thephoenixquill.net. Thanks for joining your creative cord podcast. I'm Jenny Lee Hodgins. If you enjoyed this podcast, I'd love to hear from you. Share a review to help me grow Team YCC. Leave a comment below this podcast link. Share this with others who may benefit from this info, and thank you so much. You can get more inspiring strategies for exploring creativity and inspiration at yourcreativecord.com. I invite you to join me in Your Creative Chords community by joining Team YCC. You'll be the first to know about my new content, blogs, podcasts, videos, ebooks, and upcoming courses. You'll also get a free PDF checklist on how to prioritize for best results. Just go to yourcreativecord.com forward slash sign up here. That's yourcreativecord.com forward slash sign up here. See you next time on Your Creative Cord.